my guide said, these stones are left over from the ruins of Atlantis. And the people knew that these stones held important frequencies and energy, so they repurposed them. Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension Message. In today's episode, we'll be talking about grid work, in particular the ancient stones and the records they hold, as well as full body ascension, where our physical body and energetic bodies translate into light and ascend together. I'm excited to dive into these two topics with you today, so let's get going. Greetings, my beautiful soul family. Welcome to another episode. I am just coming back from the grid work I did in New York and the United Kingdom, and I have so much to share with you. I don't even think all of it will fit in this episode, but I cannot wait to bring forward what's been popping in. As many of you know, a lot of what I've been talking to you about lately has been inspired by Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak, a book that I am currently reading that is actually pretty, it's like 20, 30 years old. (laughs) I'm really behind on this one, but I mean, you know how it is when you find something that's just a gem and it's just confirming so much that's going on for me right now. And I'm excited to get going with these topics and talk a little bit about some of the experiences I had doing grid work in the UK and how they tie into some things I was reading in Bringers of the Dawn. And always it always happens after the fact. It's like I have the experience and then two days later I read in the chapter of Bringers of the Dawn something that confirms exactly what I said. So before we head into that, I do want to let you know that this is a very momentous weekend for me because I am launching my multidimensional soul integration This is an annual offering. I only do it once a year in the fall, as well as my multidimensional soul integration practitioner training, which also only occurs once a year in the fall. It is not too late to join us for those. You can check out the link below, but let me tell you why I realized these were so important. This is just something that dropped in from spirit. I was, I think it happened in a gathering actually, and I apologize for not knowing which one it was but it was just in the last little while. And essentially what came forward was that we are no longer needing healers. We are transitioning from a time of needing healers. And I read that somewhere. I think it was in one of Sal Rochelle's books a while ago. It just came through and I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. And here's why, okay? We are going to arrive at a time where we are all self-healing. And it's really interesting because my friend Teresa Shashe, who's one of the grid workers in a lot of my gatherings, you've heard me talk about her before. She's an MSI practitioner. She was on the podcast. She came forward, uh, it was probably four or five months ago, and she said to me, this new concept dropped in. And she said, I I don't feel like I want to call myself an energy healer anymore. She's like, I I feel like I need to say what I do is co-healing. And so that really stuck with me. I was like, that is so fascinating. Well, when this concept that we don't, we're not going to need healers anymore, that healing modalities are not going to be needed per se, as we know them is because we are going to transfer from receiving healing to co-healing. So what Teresa is doing is like a bridge because she's literally helping you understand how to self-heal to again, that idea of self-healing. 
And then that brings me to my friend, Jen Peters, who, you know, I worked with when I was in New Zealand and she does all of the inner child healing. She actually has a course. It's, it's like self-healing, self-healers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what's going on. We are no longer going to need healing per se, as we know it from other people. We will just learn modalities for ourselves and we will do it for ourselves. Now, that does not mean that all of you who go around saying your energy healers need to get rid of that right now, <laughs> because I'm sure you're like, wait a minute, what? Listen, here's what the message is that's coming through. Start to become aware of modalities that are going to drop in for you that are more focused on activating, activating and and uh, like activating light bodies, activating memories, activating multidimensionality. I think that's the real key word there. And that is why uh, the multidimensional soul integration is there because it's essentially activating and, and making you aware and integrating pieces of you. So those two things are, are coming through really strongly as far as the transition we're making from modalities that are quote unquote healing modalities to activating modalities. So that's kind of something to think about. Again, if you've been drawn to past life regression and know there's something in that for you, my multidimensional soul integration, that's what it's all about. It's all about taking those soul aspects and integrating them. And you know that the last two Ascension messages I recorded were about that. You can go and listen to those on my podcast if you're new. They would be the early part of October 2023. And I'll leave the links below here in this in the notes to the show. So moving forward with all of this idea about the stones, the ancient stones. Now in Bringers of the Dawn, I just read a portion where she talks about the fact that the creators, the creators, the prime creators, allowed there to be duality on the planet. And at one point, the quote unquote dark took over and they sealed off the planet, which means, my friends, that they sealed off the stargates so that what we did on earth would not reverberate so much across the galaxy and the universe. And so a lot of these stargates were shut down. And I didn't even realize that because what I had done was I thought I, I felt this draw on you. And those of you who've been with me for a while, this came through, I mean, like six months ago, this came through at summer solstice, that we are needing to rehabilitate the stargates, which is super fascinating. And so I want to go ahead and read this little section from Bringers of the Dawn, and then I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened when I was in the UK. If you have the book for reference and you want to know what page I'm on, it's 221, by the way. So here's the quote. In third dimensional reality, many portals are now being opened to bring about the evolution upon the earth. At one time, the planet was sealed off and put in quarantine because there were forces that fought here. There have been incredible wars upon this planet, and some of the vestiges of those wars still exist as very barren areas upon the planet. This was the time of chaos and confusion when creator gods fought creator gods. During the most recent wave of the wars, about 10 or 12,000 years ago, Earth was sealed off because those beings who operated with light lost the battle. Light does not always win, you know. Light is not always the victor as you think of a victor, for light must learn to integrate with all portions of itself. Prime creator is within all things, and light and dark are part of the creator. 
therefore light must incorporate with the dark portion of itself. Time has orchestrated and brought events together. A number of cycles were set to pass since the last wars, after which time the energy portals into the planet would again be opened so that light could enter. This is that time period. Light is being orchestrated once again to come onto the planet, and it is increasing daily. In order for energy to work its way through your consciousness, it must house itself on the planet. Intelligence penetrates in the form of waves making geometric shapes on Earth. It is not that a spaceship comes down, makes crop circles in the night, and then takes off, although some circles have been caused by ship landings. Intelligence can often take the guise of any form at once, and very often intelligence comes in the form of a wave. A time will come when there will actually be a wave of light that sweeps the earth. End of quote. I think that she's talking about like the grand, the great solar flash, which I kind of believe already happened, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to tell you a little story. So first of all, as you noticed, the theme of crop circles came forward. So that was fascinating since I was in the land of crop circles. The UK has a lot. And she has a whole theory about why they're predominant in England, which is fascinating on page 222 of the book, but I'm not going to quote it right now. You can go read it. Now, while I was in the UK, I had a friend let me know that since I was going to be in Avebury, he felt that a place I could go and, and invited me to go to Kennet Longborough. I've never been there, never heard of it. Kennet Longborough is a Neolithic tomb. And there are many giant, large, you know, megalithic stones that created it. They kind of rebuilt it. But when we got there, and of course, it's out in the country in the middle of farming fields, <laughs> which is so funny. You hike out there, you hike on the path and you get up there. And here's what dropped in while I was there. So we go in and of course, the energy in the tombs was interesting. We actually did a whole ceremony where we buried and release programming there. That's what I felt drawn to channel. But as I was tuning into the stones, the actual stones, I just put my hand on the stones, was feeling the stones. And my guide said, these stones are left over from the ruins of Atlantis. And the people knew that these stones held important frequencies and energy so they repurposed them. And that kind of blew my mind because I'd never really considered that. And then my guide said a lot of the stones that you see now are actually remnants of ruins from other time periods. And then I kind of went on this whole thing where I was asking my guides, how did they get them there? The only thing that popped in my mind visually, my third eye, was I saw mammoths, mammoth animals taking the stones around and helping move the stones, which was kind of cool. And I, I, I know there were lots of ways the stones were moved. I don't think that was the only way. I think that definitely interdimensionals helped, vibrational moving of the stones, like how they built the pyramids, that was also there. So then it makes me think, I wonder if the stones of the Great Pyramids were actually taken from even more ancient sites. Something to think about. So here is what came through after I had that experience. So much more came through from Bringers of the Dawn because she says on page 226, many of the structures built on this planet, particularly ancient sacred sites, have information stored within stone. In the same way, you have information stored within the bones 
of your skeletal form. When you allow sound to move through you, it unlocks a doorway and allows information to flood into your body. Now that's very fascinating as well. And that takes us straight into the next subject. Because as you heard me say at the beginning, I want to talk about ascension, full ascension with your physical body. That would include your bones, right? All parts of your physical body not needing to die, but everything being translated and transfigured into light and then shifting into the cities of light that literally exist right over top. They're superimposed on what we know. It's just a dimension we can't see right now. That is part of this whole planetary ascension process is not dying. Now, something I've noticed in the grid work that I've been doing is that there are two elements present almost every single time without fail, water and stone. When I was in Hawaii, that's exactly what happened. I was singing in a cave. I was singing to in rain. There was so much rain and ocean. And then in England, the same thing, it rained. And there was actually this beautiful rainbow. Wow, I have this incredible story. And I, I tell it at the Remembering Lemuria Gathering from October 22nd. If you have not listened to that playback, grab that playback. That was one of the most powerful gatherings. But a rainbow appeared literally when we were on top of Glastonbury Tour. <laughs> and the star mothers were like, we're here. And I couldn't even hardly talk. It was just so breathtaking. I was at that moment in time, I realized this was not about me at all. I realized that uh, we were just there as instruments, as as uh, go-betweens, as bridges, and that there was a much higher power, you could say, orchestrating all of this. And I want to kind of jump in before I go more into the light body and not dying and all that, because I'm sure all of you were like, what? If you haven't heard of that or you want to know more, but listen, let me tell you something. When I decided to do the grid work in England, it was a matter of, I think I did it in like three weeks. I planned it I got it figured out and I put it out there into the collective energy to say and call everybody in who wanted to come and who felt drawn to come. That was crazy. Like I had just come off the heels of like seven months, uh, eight months of planning a huge retreat and conference in Hawaii. And I was like, I was telling my guides, I was like, what am I doing? I wanted to go to England and have my own personal trip there and just like rejuvenate myself. But it didn't, it didn't flow that way. I knew that I wanted to co-create with so many of you. And so, and again, I just kind of put the offer out and so many came forward. And thank you to all of you who were able to make it there. Thank you so much for coming. And here's what else happened. I got back. And it just so happens that I'm holding a Star Mothers Worldwide retreat in Sedona on 11-11. And I've been planning that for six, seven months. These are little tiny retreats that it's it's fully booked. But I am offering something to the public. I decided that while I was there, I would do a workshop at a beautiful little venue. So my guide struck in and said, hey, JJ, since you're going to be in Sedona, why don't you invite people to come and do grid work and then just make the entire day of 11-11 all about grid work? It's not hard. Just put the call out. See who wants to come. So my friends, you are going to see in the links below that the morning of 11-11, I will be at Thunder Mountain and Chimney Rock 
in Sedona, and I will be leading an excursion of grid work to work with, obviously, the stones, and we'll see if it rains. <laughs> we'll see if there's water. And in that afternoon, you can join me for a workshop in Sedona as well. And I'm just putting the call out there. I know we have, it's not very long from now, but if you are in that area or near to that area or have felt drawn to go to Sedona, this is going to be phenomenal. I can just feel it. I know there are some of you whose spirit's been dropping in and saying, Sedona, Sedona, Sedona. So if it's you and you want to come and join us, please check out those links below. And there's some powerful stuff that's going to come through there, stuff that has not come through yet for people. That's what happened in England. They were like, the land was like, oh, star mothers are here. The star mothers are here. Now, that doesn't mean to say that those of you who have gone to Sedona and done great work there haven't done anything. It's just different. We're all being upgraded day by day. We're not the same people we were a week ago. You know this. You know this. And after this eclipse portal, this inter-eclipse portal, we're in a completely different timeline. So when you go to Sedona, if you've gone before, it will be a different Sedona, guaranteed. I actually believe we are going to tune into the cities of light. Now, what does that mean? Ooh, this is a good segue into my next quote from Bringers of the Dawn. All right. Here's what it says. And by the way, these are two separate quotes from page 213 and page 214. Quote begins, one of the most important ultimate realities upon this planet for you as a species to understand, and one of the greatest challenges you have been faced with, is what it means to die. We can convince you of many things, but it is difficult for us to convince you that you do not have to die. In this time, you do not have to physically leave your body behind here on this planet. Can you conceive of the idea that you will simply change the vibrational rate of your physical being and take your body with you? because you will rearrange the molecular structure. Okay, before I do the second quote, I'm going to tell you I am 99% sure that that is going to be done through, through like song, through singing, through sound. Okay, quote number two. Now, those of you who have done this and are familiar with it and have come back, like have, have already, let me put it this way, have already ascended and, and turn your bodies into light. It is your goal to ascend off this planet and be taken literally up into the higher cosmology of mother motherships. You will ascend into the cities of light and be able to dwell within other realities that are all around you that you simply do not permit your third dimensional eyes to see. Okay? So that was really amazing to read. I have already been introduced to that. In fact, it in the Bible, this is how some of the prophets basically ascended. And you can read about it. It happened to Moses. Um, there was, uh, I think it was Elijah, also ascended in a Merkaba. And it, 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 it's all over the place um, in other religious. I'm not going to quote them right now, but it's all over the place. You can comment below if they're listening on YouTube. I always love it when the group's like, hey, JJ, this is what you meant. I'm like, yes, that is what I meant. It did not come out of my mouth right then, but thank you. Thank you for the collective bringing together of this information to access it. But you get what I'm trying to say. Something is coming through about what I'm going to be doing in Sedona with regards to those motherships and those cities of light. I don't know what it is, but it's just dropping in as I'm channeling this, well, as I'm bringing through this information on this podcast. I suppose it's semi-channeled and it feels really in alignment into my body. 
So my big emphasis over this next little while is going to be light body activation. How do we get those bodies there? And I know it has to do with music. I was just sharing something on my Instagram the other day about Jacob Collier. I don't know how many of you follow Jacob Collier. He is a musician. He is a genius. Um, He is a prodigy and he has a mastery. And I think he actually has probably past lives as like other very famous musicians in history. But what he does in his concerts is he is beginning to introduce the collective to the idea of frequency modulation so that we can ascend together in a collective way. And he is literally creating a choir out of this whole these whole stadium full, uh, filled with people. And when I have watched his videos, my guys have dropped in and said, that is exactly what's going to happen. So I have seen myself leading, not just me, but other people with me, all of us together, creating these events where we have stadiums full of people and we are using sound and vibration to activate DNA in a very rapid way. So I have felt very drawn that it is the artists, the musicians, and the creators of the world that are going to help the collective ascend in a way that is much more effective than anything else we can do. And I don't even know if people will go in thinking this is ascension. They will literally just go in thinking this is entertainment because they will have no resistance to it. When we go to a concert, we are there to receive, to have fun, and we usually let our inner child there. And that is the best energy to be in when we experience transformation in our bodies because we are the least likely to put up an obstacle or block to that. Isn't that fascinating? Now, that being said, I want to dive into this idea of light body, literally transmutation of the cells in my upcoming channeled Q&A. If you're listening to this right when I publish it, on the 25th of October, 2023, you can attend my channeled Q&A gathering on the 29th of October, and the link is going to be below. And in that gathering, I am going to be bringing through channeled information to expand on this. But guess what? I need you there because it's a Q and an A. You do the Q, I do the A. You channel the questions and I channel the answers. And together, we bring in additional information to help us through this ascension process and to fully understand because it's not secret. It's not secret, my friends. It's not secret. It's out there for us to access We just need to be willing to receive it and we need to know what specific questions to ask. So that's my invitation to you. In addition to the fact that I would love to have you join me for multidimensional soul integration if you feel like that's the next step for your soul. And hey, if you want to add multidimensional soul integration as a new modality, if you are already a light worker and you feel like there's another frequency of modality that's ready to come in for you, please join us. It's going to be an incredible group. That being said, as a final message, I would love to co-create with you in Sedona, but if you can't make it in person, there is a virtual 1111 group activation component, and you can feel the energy of Sedona by tuning in via Zoom. My friends, as always, I am so grateful to you for your willingness to co-create here in this podcast. This community has grown on YouTube, 
I'm now at over 20,000 beautiful souls. And you know why I am so, so excited for that? Because when more people are magnetized to this kind of content, not only will it increase the amount that the algorithm is able to show it to other people, it will also pave the way for those of you who are creating similar content to expand yours. It is a snowball effect. It is a domino effect. So if you've had on your heart and mind to start your own podcast, will you please do it? This is a group effort. This is not about one guru making it to 2 million subscribers, 10 million subscribers. This is about everyone in this family of light bringing their voices forward and all of us shifting together so that our particular style and flavor can appeal to someone and we can bring them into the fold and we can activate them in in the unique way that we have to offer. Thank you so much, Team of Light. Thank you so much, Family of Light. I love you. You know that. Keep going. Keep speaking. Keep being. Keep shining your light. Until next time, I'm reminding you that I am you, and you are me, and we are we.